three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Have You Seen Me seamlessly picks up where Gossip Girl leaves off, but with more sex, more lies, and more dead bodies a la How to Get Away with Murder and You. When a coveted member of a group of entitled yet ambitious 20-somethings goes missing, their deadly secret is threatened to be exposed. But the real question is, who will be next? Read Have You Seen Me by creator Candy Washington on Amazon Kindle Vela or listen and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. Where your host, writer, actor and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Hi everyone, we are here with Candy Washington, who is an author, actor, influencer, and the founder of 1214 Media Productions, where she provides insightful and empowering content across digital and publishing platforms. She's also the executive producer, writer, and lead actress of Narcissist, a psychological thriller that's available on Amazon Prime Video and Sophie TV. She also has a latest novel, Triggered. Okay, we need to talk about all this because it's so cool, (laughs) (laughs) which is a fictional story of a young woman. Sophie Whitley finally coming into her own sense of self while harboring deep, dark, maybe I didn't say deep, dark secrets (laughs) from her past. And currently Candy plays a lead in the digital series, The Salon, from executive producers Kelsey Grammer and Tom Russo. She can also be seen on The Doctors on CBS as an on-camera talent and social media expert. And clearly she's just a full-on powerhouse. So thanks for being here, Candy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, that was like the full bio. I love it. (laughs) I like wasn't going to go for the full thing, but it's so cool. Yeah, why not? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with just introducing you with that, let's talk a little bit about how you merge those two um, you know, areas of your life, like being an actor, actress and, and a um, content social media expert. And then all of this amazing work that you do with like self-love and healing, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So for me, I got really clear on what my personal purpose was. Like, why was Candy Washington put on this earth? And for me, that personal purpose was to add value to the lives of others through storytelling. And then to me, storytelling takes so many different forms, so different, different, you know, mediums, whether it's doing a social media campaign, but I'm adding value to the story that I'm telling through the imagery, the video, the caption. Um, If it's, you know, writing a book, if it's doing, you know, interviews like this, we're just going to sit here today and tell some stories with each other and just have a good conversation, whether it's doing a podcast or, you know, creating a character, it's all through storytelling but I wanted to make sure that the intentionality behind everything that I was doing was a value add to other people um, and making sure that I was being mindful of the type of content that I was creating. And hopefully everything I do is told through the lens of wellness and self-care. So that's kind of how I tie my different passions together. It's just that they're all really rooted in wellness, self-care, and adding value to the lives of, to the lives of others however form that takes. So that's kind of how I marry everything together for one common purpose and passion. 
I love that. And I mean, I feel like in my own way, I do that with my purpose. Like I I like to look at it like a flower, right? Like your purpose, like overall is the flower and all the different things are like the petals of your like flower and your purpose. And I totally see that in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. What were you going to say? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and that gives you um, the flexibility to be able to, to pivot when you need to, to course correct when you need to. I think sometimes people get so caught up in the how or like the one thing and I have to get it right and I have to do this, I have to be successful at that. Where I think if you just say, well, this is what my purpose and passion is and the way that form takes place is malleable and it can change then I think that kind of gives you more freedom and autonomy to authentically live your life the way you want to live it, provide your product or service the way you want to provide it, connect to your audience the way you want to connect to it. You know, maybe this year it's, you know, doing a really cool merchandise line. That's really fun. Maybe next year it's doing really cool, you know, retreats. But I think when you sort of give your passion and purpose that ability to breathe, it then frees you up to be flexible and able to pivot. And it doesn't put you in like this one box or pigeonhole. Absolutely. Yeah. It leaves space for flow and, and your intuition and not like putting yourself in a box. Um, and, and I think a big piece to not, I think I know from my experience (laughs) myself and working with (laughs) others that a big piece to understanding your purpose and being able to like live intuitively with it, like you're saying is by healing. And that's what we decided we were really going to talk about today healing specifically ancestral healing and yeah why don't you explain what ancestral curses are if if that to you is the same or different than ancestral healing like I just mentioned and yeah like explain what what that is to people if they're like not familiar with it (laughs) not familiar yeah so ancestral or generational I'll just I'll just I'll say generational um to me curses are just toxic behavior patterns, belief systems, and family traumas that gets trickled down or passed down from one generation to another that prevents your healing. So to me, the generational curse is what is blocking you from receiving your healing. And I think today we'll talk about a couple of ways to break those generational curses, those ancestral curses, in order to receive your healing. Because I think a lot of people are unable to heal, unable to become whole, unable to move forward because they're missing that piece. They're, they're thinking that they're these microcosms, like their life is just, you know, in and of itself, but they forget about childhood, their parents' childhood, their great, great parents' childhood, and how that is still affecting their life today in this present moment. So I look at general generational curses as just, you know, a toxic behavior that has been passed down to you that prevents your current day healing. And I really started thinking about this when I learned that, not learned, but really understood that, you know, as women were born with all of the eggs we'll ever have, right? So as a, like in a, like as like a fetus, my mother and my grandmother's stomach had me. Cause it's not like you're born and then I'll, and then you get your eggs. So it's like, as a actual fetus baby, <laughs> I'm mean, not to get too into the woods here. Um, I already, half of me already existed yeah. in her because, you know, as women, you're born with the amount of eggs that you're ever going to have. 
-hmm. So my mother in my grandmother's room already had me, already had my essence, at least half of me. You know, there's two parents. So what happened to my mother in in my grandmother's room actually still affects me today. You know, and I don't mean like personally, but I just mean like in general, right? It still affects us, right? And so if, 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 if it's in our DNA, if it's in our connective tissue of who we are that early on, then of course, yeah, it still affects us. You know, whether or not we were even conscious then, you know, we weren't beings, but a part of us was still present for that. And I think that to me was just like, wow, okay, it's in our DNA, it's in our thought and belief systems, a story that we tell, then this is something I need to look at and something I need to work on and something I need to share with everybody else. Totally. And yeah, people think that when you're in the womb and even like the first couple of years of life that you don't remember anything. So it, anything can happen. It's all good. That is actually when you like pick up the most, Yeah, including when you're in the womb. And I mean, at the risk of like going down this like black hole, no, it's go like, for it. yeah. if you pick up your mother's energy when you're in the womb, which we, we know now that, that you do, If you're the egg inside of, or like the egg inside of you, inside of your mother's womb, that's picking up the same energy, you know? So, so you can look at it from those two different lenses. Like you're saying, it's like from that lens and just from the lens of like the conditioning that your mom picked up and then passed on to you when you were in her womb, it's like, could just go on and on. (laughs) I mean, that's why they say like, it's a good egg or a bad egg. Like that egg is there. You know, like you existed in a different form, but you still existed even Mm -hmm. before you were born or even thought of, you know? So I think that that's a pretty powerful way to think about how things are passed on. Yeah. So powerful. And yeah, yeah, it's cool, right? If, If you look at it from this lens of like how much, what can we do with that knowledge and like, how can we empower the generations after us? Right. But Sticking to what we're talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We all have generational curses, right? But some of us are more aware of them than others. And people that are watching it now are going to become aware, like right now in this instant, it's happening. Um, how would you recommend they can start to pinpoint what is theirs? Like, what have they picked up in their lifetime? And what isn't theirs? Like, what have they carried on from the previous generations? Absolutely. I think the first thing is curiosity. Start getting curious about your own belief system, your own thought patterns, and what is your default, right? What is your automatic? Get Start getting curious about, well, when did I learn that, um, you know, I'm supposed to look a certain way? When did I learn that this is what romantic partnerships look like? When did I learn that a part of me wasn't enough? When did I learn that I had to be this way or change this about myself? Myself. When did I learn that life is hard? You know, all of the things that are, and again, we're talking about curses. So all of the things that's showing up in your life that is toxic, unhealthy, detrimental, or harmful, what are, what is your default thinking? What is your automatic? And then get curious of where did that come from? You know, who told me that it had to be this way? Who told me X, Y, and Z? Write it down, journal it, you know, get back to that origin of it. And then you can say, is this a belief that I believe? Or is this something that I was shown and taught and was passed down? 
-hmm. And then once you get that clarity on it, because you are curious about it, and then you get that clarity on the origin of it, then you're empowered to consciously make a decision. Well, is this belief pattern serving me? If that's a no, well, then what belief pattern or belief system do I need to pivot to that, that I need to recondition myself to in order to lead a more joyful, happy, empowered life? You know, our belief system, a lot of times it's just on default. It's just on automatic. You know, things that were placed in our subconscious mind as children passed on to us. But if you don't get curious about the way you see the world, if you don't get curious about why your perspective is the way it is, if you don't get curious about why your habits are the way they are, then you're not able to have that awareness. And without awareness, you don't have choice, you know? So I would just say, get curious. You know, when you start having a negative thought pattern, when things start showing up in your life, get curious about where did that origin come from? And then empower yourself to make a different choice if that belief system does not serve you. Um, also think about what was told to you as a child. Oh, you're just like your dad. Was your dad a bad, like, you know, quote unquote, a bad person? Oh, you're just like your mother. Did she have unsavory characteristics, right? Um, or, you know, everybody in our family is overweight. Everybody in our family is underweight. You know, oh, everybody in our family suffers from alcoholism, drug abuse, whatever those things are. Um, depression runs in our family. So I think that sometimes we don't realize what gener generational curses look like in a very practical way. You know, it looks like alcoholism. It looks like verbal abuse. It looks like sexual abuse. It looks like depression. It looks like eating disorders. It looks like unhealthy communication patterns and style. It looks like narcissism or narcissists and empaths having codependent personality or interpersonal relationships, right? Like that's what general curse, generational curses look like in a very practical way. It looks like the dysfunction in a family that doesn't get treated, that doesn't get healed, that continues to bleed from one generation to another generation to another generation in a very practical way. So just get curious again, what is constantly being said about your family? Like what is your family dysfunction? Where did it come from? And then empower yourself with the tools to change that for yourself because that's the only way to break a generational curse is with yourself. You're not going to break it by enlightening your mother. You're not going to break it by enlightening your father or your sister or your grandmother or your uncle. You're going to break it by enlightening yourself. That's how you break a generational curse by saying, not me, not, it ends with this lineage, right? That's how you break it. You know, maybe your grandparents, were, your grandfather was an alcoholic and then you see yourself having those same types of tendencies. Go to AA get some help, you know, decide that it's going to stop with you. You know, maybe your mother is really bad at communication skills. You know, she's unable to say no, doesn't set healthy boundaries and you sort of mirror that behavior. Well then, you know, go get some help, work on that and say, it's not with me. I'm going to have healthy communication skills. I'm going to have self-respect. I'm not going to repeat those patterns. Right? So I think it's just really about being curious. What is your default thinking patterns? What is your automatic and then what is the dysfunction in your family that has become normalized as, well, this is just how we are. This is just what runs in our family. If somebody says it runs in the family, that's a pretty clear sign. That's a generational curse. Awesome. Oh my God. All of that was so well said. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I think with everything you just say, it's very clear as to why um, breaking general generational curses is important, you know, for your own well-being, but for if you want to have kids or even if you have nieces, nephews, like whatever, just for the future generations, like you have that power to choose to change that and like reset the course of history for everybody else. And like, that's such a gift, not only to yourself, but to others and in the world, because we know the world needs a lot of that healing. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let let me ask you if you want to share with us what are your like biggest tools for uh, share or for healing generational curses. Yeah, I, I look at it sort of in like five different steps or five different tools. I think the first one is to seek therapy. You know, get with a licensed professional who can help you unpack because I think anytime we talk about childhood or generational curses or just any of that emotional, mental, spiritual baggage, I think you really need a person who is licensed to help you unpack it all. So whether it's a counselor, a spiritual coach, a life coach, um, just anyone that can help you get that extra objective support who can really guide you through the process in a healthy way, because these are big issues. You're really, you're really trying to individuate from your family. You're trying to become your own healthy, evolved sense of self person that's not connected to, you know, the curses running through your family. That's a big thing. So I would say the first thing is to congratulate yourself, be gentle with yourself and seek some help, get some help to work through all of this stuff. Because again, objectively, someone may see something that you don't see. You might not even realize that you picked up these you know, self-limiting beliefs, toxic behaviors and patterns from your family, right? So you need someone who can objectively look at it and say, well, you're, you know, well, your mom didn't have healthy relationships with men and now you're sort of mirroring that or like your father, blah, 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 or your grandparents, you know, whatever the situation is. So get that objective help. I think the second thing is during this process is to create space with your family because you really want to be in a place where the focus is on you. Your focus isn't helping your family. Your focus isn't, you know, keeping everybody else happy and safe or, you know, quid, or, you know, status quo. You don't want to rock the boat, any of that stuff. You want to create some distance and some space so you can really have that curiosity. You can really have that self-awareness. And then you can really say, well, you know, what, what are actually the thoughts and the beliefs and the patterns that I want to create for myself? You know, what do I want to consciously create for myself? And I think when you have a little bit of space from your family, um, you give yourself that grace. You give yourself that opportunity to connect back to yourself and to empower yourself with a level of consciousness to decide, well, how do I want my life to go? And that way you can break the change of how everything has always gone. The third thing I would do is, kind of with creating space, but start creating some healthy boundaries, right? You know, if your family members are, you know, making sort of comments about your healing process, or they're making comments about like, oh, like, well, who do you think you are? Like, this is our family or whatever, create those healthy boundaries with them. Well, I don't want to talk about it right now. Or this is the time and space I'm taking for myself. Or if there's people in your family who have toxic patterns or behaviors, just make it very clear to them in a respectful, calm way that, that will never, that will no longer be tolerated. Like say someone always wants to borrow money from you, 
you won't, you know, you're no longer going to do that. They're an adult. They can take care of themselves. You know, you're no longer going to be their, their piggy bank. Say someone in your family has a substance abuse. Um, well, you know what, like when you are drinking or if you're, you know, using something, then you cannot be like in my life or in my children's life or whatever, you know, in a certain way, create those healthy boundaries. It could also just even be something as, you know what, mom, you say things that really erode my self-esteem. You know, you really make me feel bad about how I look, how I feel, you know, how much money I have, who I'm dating, who I'm not dating, whatever it is. You know, I would really appreciate you not saying those things going forward. It could be as simple as those things. They don't have to be like these big, massive things, but just really take inventory of who in your family and what in your family is being detrimental to you being fulfilled, individuated, happy, healthy, and healed. So just take inventory of that and then create boundaries around those things to protect yourself because you're going to need to protect yourself during this time. You know, healing hurts because you're healing a wound, right? Wounds are painful and usually healing a part of that is painful. But when you get on the other side, it's so much more glorious, so much more freedom, so much more autonomy. So during this process, be gentle with yourself. And remember that it is a process. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, well, my family has this generational curse. It's done now. That would be great. (laughs) That would be great. But remember, it's a process and give yourself the grace and the time and the space to not always get it right, to fall back, to not be perfect. Allow yourself the uh, humanity of, of, of life, right? And then the fourth thing is practice mindfulness. It goes back to what I was saying before about being curious. Be mindful of yourself. Are you defaulting in the same, you know, toxic or, you know, abusive, you know, communication patterns, uh, relationships, um, mental health, all of those things. Be mindful of your life. Pay attention to your life. You know, what are your default systems? What are your automatics? What are your assumptions? You know, what is your perspective and opinions on things? Question it, you know, be curious about it, be mindful of it, because when you're mindful of how you move out, how you operate in this world, that is actual intentionality. That is how you live your life purposefully, because if you live your life on automatic or default, there's no purpose, there's no intention, you're just riding the wave that was given to you. There's no autonomy there. But when you're mindful about your life and you're curious and when you empower yourself to to decide how you want your life to be, that is where your power is. That is where your authenticity is. That is where your purpose is. And that is where your power really is. I think I already said power, but I'll say it again, right? Say it again that and is, again. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> that is where your power is. And that is where, yes. and that is where you are. And that's intention. That's living your life with intention. That's living your life on purpose. When you are deciding how you're going to react, when you are deciding how you're going to communicate, when you are deciding, well, am I going to, you know, embark in doing self-destructive behavior or not? When you are making the choices for yourself, that is your true authentic power and authenticity and intentionality. But if you're just operating from what your mom said, what your dad said, what your sister said, what your uncle said, what your great, 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 granddaddy <laughs> said, all of that stuff, right? That's not you. So be curious about why you're living the life the way you're living it. Practice mindfulness, meditate, journal, talk to someone, you know, take a list, take inventory of your life. And if you see something coming up that does not serve you, know that you have the power and the responsibility to change it. 
And then the fifth thing I think touches on what was said before, um, is prioritize your own nuclear family, whatever that may look like, whether you're single, whether you're um, engaged, whether you're married with kids, whether you're a single parent, prioritize your own nuclear family and, and prioritize yourself that you then don't pass it on. Let it end with you. And that goes into the mindfulness part. You know, maybe you're parented one way, but you are choosing to parent your, your children a different way. You know, you're, you're being mindful, you're being intentional, that you're not going to take the trauma of your family's past and poison, you know, the future generations with it and your own life with it too. You know, reparent yourself, reteach yourself. Because that's really what it, the healing is. It's, it's reteaching and it's reparenting your own inner child through your own conscious choice. So that, that's kind of like the five uh, tools or the five steps I think that people should take in order to stop generational curses. That is like gold. So good. And <laughs> I, yeah, everyone needs to hear that. And, and you know, the only thing like I want to like add to what you said that yeah. I, I thought of is that, you know, like you said, it's not, it's painful, right? You're healing. It's a wound. Like you have mm-hmm. to heal it. And at least in my own experience, um, you know, you do have to separate, you do have to set boundaries and that's not always easy. I mean, if people are in a pattern, they can't see outside of it most likely. So when you start doing something different, they're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's so like weird and bad or whatever. But over time, when you do your own healing, it does have an effect with those people that you've had to set boundaries with. And then it can help them to start to heal if it gives them more awareness. And then they decide, Hey, like, I want to live more that way too. I want to be more in my power too, like so on and so forth. So yeah, it's so powerful. So thank you for these tools. Yeah. You're welcome. No, (laughs) and to what you said, I agree with that a thousand percent because it kind of goes back to that idea of every relationship starts with the relationship that you have with yourself. So the more that you change, the more that you heal, the more that you become more aware and conscious and have self-value, self-worth and self-respect, then the people who are pushed out, like the people who are, are in our lives, the mirror people have no choice but to mirror that back to us. So it's like the only people we can control is ourselves. So when we start to internally become different people, then the dynamics that we have with other people have to change. So it's not that we're changing them, it's that we're changing us. And by changing us, we change the dynamic that we have with other people. And I agree with you 100% on that. I'll talk about a personal story. Um, my, one of my, I'm the youngest of five girls. When I say my sister, I keep talking about four people, but one of my my sisters, um, she used to be very, very like, uh, more like religious and the more like strict Christian way. Um, and I'm, I've always been a little bit more of a spiritual person. Like I, you know, I like religion, like spirituality, but you know, definitely more of a, a liberal openness to how I approach spirituality. To me, it's more of a relationship than doctrine. Um, so the, but then I had started on this journey, you know, to self-love, self-worth, awakening, consciousness, all of that stuff. And I had never thought it would, this would ever happen in my life. And my sister came to me and she was like, Hey, you know, um, 
so so what do you think about you know god and what do you think about spirituality and what do you think about this and what do you think about this situation and what do you think about that and i was blown away i was like i cannot believe you're coming to me for my opinion about this stuff like what like i never thought she would you know valid in her way validate you know kind of how i was choosing to live my life and how i was choosing to think differently about the world and i was talking to my therapist about this and she's like yeah you know she's like well when you have joy when you have happiness and it's like authentic joy like you're truly content people want that people want in on that and she was like you know she wanted she wanted a piece of what you had and i think that's what's happening with you as well you know you had you have this joy and you have this shine and you have this love that people can just it's palpable people can feel it they're going to want that. They're going to want a little piece of that and it almost makes you magnetic. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was shocked. I was like, you want my opinion on spirituality? What? <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It is. It's amazing. And, and yeah, my, most of my stuff has to do with like religion and spirituality type yeah. stuff as well. And, and it's like, to me, it's like whatever, like gives you like, faith and joy Mm -hmm. and that like sense of stability and that like knowing that you're supported like whatever it is but it's just it's in any aspect of life it's so cool to be able to have those conversations with people and have it be this like you said a few times curiosity like you're curious they're curious like we get to like talk about things even if we are coming from different places you know so yeah yeah. And I think Good with stuff. that, and I think with that curiosity takes away ego, because if you're curious about something, nobody has to be right or wrong. We're just exploring. We're just talking about it. And I think a lot of times with that, it's ego. It's like a lot of people who are, and I'm not bashing any religion by any means at all and be very, very clear on that. But I think a lot of people who sometimes get caught up in the dogma and the doctrine, it is ego-based because they're saying, this is the right way and your way is the wrong way. Whereas I come from it, I think you do too, is a place of more of openness. Whatever way works for you is the right way for you. It doesn't have to be right for everybody else. And that is okay. So I think curiosity gives you that um, flexibility to let the ego go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so beautiful. You're amazing. How are you? How are you? I love these. Um, I'll, I'll have to link your other like past stuff. I'll link it on the landing page, but, um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add about what we're talking about today? And then if not, or after you can tell people where they can find you and we'll talk about your freebie and all that good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the last thing I would say is just know that you deserve to live life on your own terms, that this is your one unique life that God, source, energy, whatever you want to, whatever language you want to put on it has given you. So you are the one who's responsible for it and do not give away your power to anyone or anything else because you deserve to live life on your own terms. This was the life that was given to you to enjoy. Yes. Mic drop. I'm going to like use that as the tat. Just (laughs) take that little recording and that's on the year view landing page. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Yes. 
Yeah, oh, tell them where they can find you and then tell them about your your swag that you've got going on. Oh, yeah. So you can find me on candywashington.com over on Instagram at candywashington. And I'm also on YouTube, also Candy Washington. I think those are like my main free ones. And then I also have a podcast called Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. And you can find that on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Audible, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find that. And I think that's a really good uh, reference point for the work that I like to do. And then my new baby is my love collection. If you guys can see it. So it's so fun. So we have hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts. Um, we also have some home decor stuff. We actually have, uh, I'm not sure if you guys can see it, but we have a candle line as well. We have three cents of candles. We also have mugs. So again, head over to candywashington.com and you can shop the love collection, their style and home decor. Oh my God. I love it. Heading over there (laughs) and then tell, tell them what they get as their freebie from you. Oh yeah. So as my freebie, you get a free self-care session with me. You can ask me any questions you have about anything in your life, whether it's career, relationships, mindset, self-esteem, whatever issue you have going on in your life, you get a free complimentary self-care session with me. So just let me know where you found me from and we can set that up. Incredible. What a great offering and everyone take advantage of that because clearly (laughs) Candy is a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again, Candy. This was awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.